What's going on, family? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well and that you have had a great, great week. Let me start with an apology. <laughs> I certainly intended to have another show for you. In fact, I had actually recorded a show Friday morning as our preview for Money in the Bank with predictions and everything. And there are parts of me that think I might release it, but at this point, it seems kind of pointless to do. But be that as it may, you guys have been on my mind. I've been wanting to be able to share some content in the live but things have been busy but here we are right here we are so thank you for your continued support and as often as we do it uh, yeah, I hope you'll enjoy it for sure. So with that said, shout out to all of you who follow us at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Shouts to all of you who are subscribed to our podcast in all of the places that you can check us out. There are so many things going on. And so I'm going to actually start with this piece of news because in case you did not hear or see, I am blessed and honored to be involved in yet another amazing outlet. This outlet is called W. WWT Live. Our good friends TK Trinidad and Women's Wrestling Talk have a brand new show that debuted yesterday on Twitch, exclusively on Twitch. It's called WWT Live. It is similar to TMZ Live with the exception that the content is all pro wrestling. And so TK Trinidad has amassed an amazing conglomerate of incredible, and I do mean incredible, content creators and personalities from the world of pro wrestling. And we come together every day to pitch a story. So this is available on Twitch live Monday through Thursday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central, 4 p.m. Mountain, and 3 p.m. Pacific. Every day, Monday to Thursday on Twitch. So if you have a Twitch account, make sure you're following Women's Wrestling Talk. And their channel is WWTalkPod. So you can go to twitch.tv slash WWTalkPod and you can check out our show live as we air. And also, if you miss it live, it is available on YouTube as well. And I'll make sure I share those links. But thank you in advance for how you guys support all that's happening with me and all of us that are connected to the faction, it means the world. We are blessed and honored to be able to do things, not just here, but in other spaces. And when we do, your support means the world because it allows us, again, to be able to continue to expand the platform. And you guys hopefully know the goal. But if you don't know the goal, I'll just tell you very quickly, obviously the goal for yours truly is to find himself in a major wrestling promotion doing what we do. I won't tell you where, but I will say, if you're a person of faith and you want to add some prayer on that, that's awesome. And if you're not, that's fine too. Continue to support. That's going to be a big, big deal. And you just never know where you'll see this face and hear this voice. Now, with all of that out of the way, there's some other things we'll hit on the back end, but we've got to talk about WWE as WWE had a pretty big week for sure. We take a look at, of course, Money in the Bank, which happened this past Saturday. And side note, I've been hearing a lot of people who are really 
really excited about WWE and their Saturday pay-per-views. So in case you weren't aware, at the start of this year, one of the things that Nick Khan looked to do besides adding the new event day one is to put as many pay-per-views from WWE or excuse me, premium live events on Saturdays instead of Sundays. And one of the reasons that he's moving it from Saturday from Sundays to Saturdays is simply because when you think about big sporting events like boxing and combat sports, they usually happen on Saturday nights and not Sunday nights. And so this, for the most part, is a wholesale change for WWE this year. So you'll notice most of the major pay-per-views are happening or did happen on a Saturday this year. Royal Rumble Mania, of course, was a two-day event. But again, most of these pay-per-views on a Saturday. Such will be the case for SummerSlam, which happens in just a few weeks in Nashville. So with that said, Money in the Bank happened this past Saturday night. You may already know the results, but if you don't, here they are. Your women's Money in the Bank winner was Liv Morgan, who defeated Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Raquel Rodriguez, Asuka, Shotzi, and Becky Lynch. Bobby Lashley is your new United States champion by defeating Theory. Bianca Belair retained against Carmella. The Usos had what many believe was the match of the night, defeating the Street Profits to retain the undisputed WWE Tag Team titles. Ronda Rousey defeated Natalya in the SmackDown Women's Championship match, only then to be cashed in on by Liv Morgan, who ends up becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion. And the winner for Money in the Bank was Theory, who was not an original entrant into this match. So, with all of that said, you've likely seen Money in the Bank, you've likely heard the results. What I do want to do is talk a bit about some of the fallout from Money in the Bank. So, first thing that I want to mention, of course, is Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan has been doing some pretty incredible things. What a weekend. And let me just, before I even get into what Raw looked like for her, or what the future looks like for her, one of the things that pro wrestling has the ability to do is to provide feel-good moments that we will never forget. And it's been obvious that many have been rooting for Liv Morgan to find success in WWE. We thought that when we got to, say, day one and she got that title shot against Becky Lynch, that that would be her opportunity. But she has worked and she has grinded. And quite frankly, we see ourselves in Liv Morgan. We see ourselves oftentimes as the underdog and as that person who's been counted out. And then when you get the opportunity, you take advantage of it and you make no delays, you go for it. And that's what she did on Saturday night. And it's why we all feel wonderful and I hope that we give Liv Morgan the opportunity to enjoy this title reign. With that said, I think one of the biggest challenges that a Liv Morgan has, which is the same challenge that Bianca Belair has had, is after we have ridden with you from being underdog to undisputed champion, now the question is, what happens in your title reign? Are you able to be a champion that we can get behind just like you were a challenger that we could get behind? That will be the challenge for Liv Morgan as she continues to have challengers show up. Obviously, whatever happens Friday night will be interesting because SmackDown is her new home. 
There are many rumors right now that she will end up facing Ronda Rousey again, this time potentially at SummerSlam in a one-on-one straight-up match, and that leaves a lot of questions for us. Will this be a quick reign for Liv Morgan? Do we believe that Liv Morgan can beat Ronda Rousey one-on-one? We'll have to find those answers out, I imagine, at SummerSlam, but we'll get some more ideas this coming Friday on SmackDown. One of the other stories that's coming out of Money in the Bank is a story of Shotzi. Shotzi, formerly known as Shotzi Blackheart, who spent quite a bit of time, of course, on the indie circuit in Evolve, in NXT, certainly has not done a lot in the world of SmackDown. So this Money in the Bank ladder match was a big, big match for her. And ultimately, I'll leave some of these details for you to go and check out on WWT Live, which I talked about this particular story last night. So definitely go check it out and check out the details. But I want to give you a quick update. So one of the things that happened is because of the criticism she received in that match, she hopped off of Twitter, deactivated her Twitter account, and she went to Instagram in her stories last night to tell us exactly why she deactivated her Twitter account. And here's what she said. She said, quote, I appreciate everyone checking on me, but I swear I'm fine. I've been going through the toughest year of my personal life, so it's deeper than nasty comments. But also, Twitter has not helped with my already fragile mind state. Just trying to stay motivated and positive. I am focused on my goals and not what's on the internet. So with that said, Shotzi deactivated her Twitter account and she has now told us that indeed she's trying to protect her mental space. And I am not mad at that. Let me just say this. I think as fans, we get the opportunity to cheer and boo whoever we want to cheer and boo. That's fair, and that's not off limits. We get to have opinions as well. That, too, is fair and not off limits. What is off limits is us saying damaging things that can hurt people's psyche. Let's remember this. Pro wrestlers don't owe us anything, right? They don't have to be on social media. They don't have to give us access to their personal lives. They don't have to tell us what their name on their birth certificate is. None of that is required. They have chosen to entertain us by way of pro wrestling. Now, for instance, it's the same way that any music artist or any Actor does not owe us explanations about their choices in their personal lives. It's their personal lives. We didn't connect with them for their personal lives. We connected with them because of the art that they create. And from there, we gained interest in whatever access they might have given us. And soon enough, we find that in some cases, the character in in the case of an actor or even in the case of a musician or artist is not necessarily who they are individually. And that's fine too. But I think we as fans are going to have to move from a space of entitlement that makes us feel like we get to say what we want to to these folks and they just have to grin and bear it. Consider this, can anybody just say what they want to to you and you just take it on the chin and keep on rocking? I applaud Shotzi for making the decision to do whatever she needs to do to protect her 
peace. And hopefully we as fans can be a bit more polite when it comes to what these folks are doing as they are continuing to put their lives on the line for our entertainment. You can hear more about my thoughts on Shotzi deactivating Twitter by checking out WWT Live. And last night's episode is available now on YouTube. Go to youtube.com slash Pod. With that said, other important things coming out of Money in the Bank. Bobby Lashley regaining the United States Championship. Theory getting entered into the Money in the Bank ladder match. And now he is Mr. Money in the Bank. I will say this. I don't know why it is as of late when it comes to Money in the Bank. One thing seems to hold true. We are not going to get feel-good moments in both the women's and men's match. I think back to a couple of years ago. Obviously, we've seen a lot of women win that we've really enjoyed. But on the same card, the men that would win, we kind of go, huh? So last year's winner being Big E was one we all absolutely loved. But I think about a couple of years prior where all of a sudden Brock Lesnar gets entered into the match out of nowhere and he wins money in the bank. This theory move felt very much like that. And I am concerned that theory is getting too much too soon. And if he does, it's going to really, I think, potentially backfire. I think you still have to give him time to be built to become a world championship caliber superstar in our eyes. I think he was doing great as the United States champion, but is he ready to take that next ascent just yet? Well, only time will tell, and we will certainly see. So that's a look at Money in the Bank, and quite a few things happened, again, coming out of Money in the Bank. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about NXT's Great American Bash, which happened last night. A big, big night for NXT. We'll get you all squared away with that when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. What are you doing? Well, you know, I got to plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown, and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How do we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. Forward a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. 
I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a them and there's a you, there will always be a S-H-W. Southern Honor Wrestling is now on IWTV. Relive the biggest moments and memories from SHW's historic first year. I'm in Dallas Vegas here at Southern Honor Wrestling. What Jericho is here and can't forge out his because we're just getting started. Don't miss another second of SHW, the fastest growing independent promotion in the Southeast. Check out Southern Honor Wrestling now at independentwrestling.tv. New subscribers use promo code SHW to get five free days. SHW, this is our wrestling. This is a total package Lex Luger and you are turned into the Faction. Last night was the Great American Bash from NXT 2.0, capping off a very full weekend for the WWE. And so, if you've not watched NXT, these are going to be spoilers, and if you don't want to hear them, you can always press pause. If you're not worried about spoilers, then by all means, we've got you covered with the results. So, here we go. NXT 2.0 Great American Bash kicked off with a tag team title match. The tag team title match saw Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez defeat Toxic Attraction to win the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Trick Williams defeated Wesley in a one-on-one -on -one contest. Tiffany Stratton defeated Wendy Chu. Apollo Crews had an interview and was interrupted by Giovanni Vinci. From there, Carmelo Hayes defeated Grayson Waller to retain the NXT North American Championship. The Creed Brothers defeated Roderick Strong and Damon Kemp to retain the NXT Tag Titles. And Braun Breaker defeated Cameron Grimes to retain the NXT Championship. Shortly after Braun Breaker retains the title, we see the entrance of J.D. McDonough, formerly known as Jordan Devlin, who puts the boots to Breaker and causes Breaker to break a table with his body. And with that said, enter J.D. McDonough. So here are my thoughts when it comes to NXT 2.0. I think NXT 2.0 has had enough time to start building storylines, building superstars, and now allowing us to really gain what they want for us to gain from these superstars. With that said, I think they're doing a great job of storytelling. There are still some folks that aren't translating for me. So for whatever reason, Tiffany Stratton is not translating to me. I mean, from the first time I saw her, it just never worked. And even in this feud that she's now in with Wendy Chu, she did have a really solid match, but it's just not translating. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing or that I am the measuring stick. She's just not translating to me. Equally with that said, Wendy Chu... I'm not a fan of the, the Wendy Chu character. I think Wendy Chu is an amazing wrestler who's doing some really, really good things, but the sleepy thing 
eh, you know, we could try something else on that. With that said, let me tell you who has managed to capture my attention in all of this. Trick Williams. I was not a fan of Trick Williams when he was first introduced to us, telling us he's bout it, bout it. It all felt very dated, but he has incredible charisma, and I'm a fan. And seeing him transform from just being a sidekick for Carmelo Hayes to now having his own in-ring career and getting a win over Wesley, yeah, that's a big deal, a very, very big deal, and we need to pay more attention to Trick Williams. Shout out to him, and I like what could be a budding feud between Trick Williams and Wesley. We've all been wondering what Apollo Crews would be doing. Well, it looks like he's now going to enter into a program with Giovanni Vinci. I think they're going to have some amazing matches. I really do. I can't say enough about it. It's pretty crazy. The things that I think those two will be able to do. Add to that Carmelo Hayes. So Carmelo Hayes is a bona fide or bona fide star. No doubt about that. And what he's been able to do has been amazing. He's one of those people that when he comes on NXT 2.0, you understand the star power in the room has greatly increased. And so what I'm concerned about when it comes to Carmelo Hayes is this. Does NXT 2.0 have anybody that can match the star power of Carmelo Hayes? I will go so far as to say I think he's a bigger star than their current NXT champion, Braun Breaker. I think he just has it. And I think it's a matter of time before Carmelo Hayes becomes the NXT champion. I'm not sure what will need to happen. I don't know if he'll go the route of Keith Lee and end up holding both the NXT and North American championships. But I do know this, Carmelo Hayes is a guy that you can build a promotion around. You can build the brand of NXT around Carmelo Hayes. It's not just hype, it's the real deal. So I'm intrigued to see what's next for Carmelo Hayes as he's defeated Grayson Waller. Maybe it's an opportunity against Solo Sokoa as the next challenger, or maybe it's Apollo Crews. I don't know, but we will clearly see that in time. Now that takes us to the NXT championship match. Braun Breaker defeats Cameron Grimes. I don't think we're surprised by this result at all. I think it's going to take a Carmelo Hayes or maybe an Apollo Crews to get a win over Braun Breaker to get the title off of him and ultimately move Breaker to Raw or SmackDown. I think that's an obvious move that's happening for Braun Breaker. He has the size. He has the speed. He has the look. He is what WWE likes. So this will be interesting to see what happens, but I like the entrance of JD McDonough. I hate the new name. I don't like the fact that there's no continuity between NXT and NXT UK. I mean, they are sibling brands, so it only makes sense that you keep the name solid, particularly if you're going to show old footage of them. JD McDonough, aka Jordan Devlin, is a former cruiserweight champion. I enjoyed his run, a true standout in NXT UK, and I think it's equally interesting the migration of superstars coming from NXT UK over to NXT. It's very, very interesting, and it makes me wonder what they are doing with the NXT UK brand, and I say that because we're seeing some of the young upstarts from NXT make their way over to NXT UK. Lash Legend spent a little bit of time over there. We see the new NXT UK champions 
are a tag team that could barely get a win in NXT. So this is all very interesting to watch how this all plays out. And of course, we'll be keeping our eyes on it and we will keep you posted. Before we go, one of the most notable pieces about Monday Night Raw was not an in-ring moment at all. It happened right at the beginning of Raw when WWE's opening video played and we heard a sound we've not heard in many months. And that would be Ric Flair's trademark. Woo! So what's going on? Is Ric Flair once again being added to the tapestry of all things WWE? Well, do this. Head over to youtube.com slash wwtalkpod and you can find out as one of our journalists talked about that last night on WWT Live. I don't want to take anything away from that. So go over there. Check that out. I do think it's interesting and there is one interesting and salient point we have to consider SummerSlam is in Nashville, July the 30th. The night after happens to be Ric Flair's last match being held in Nashville, sponsored by Jim Crockett Promotions. So what will all of this look like? We'll see. WWE, I think, gave Ric Flair the greatest send-off ever back in 2008, but apparently that wasn't enough for Ric Flair as he's had plenty of additional matches since then, from TNA to obviously other activity, and he doesn't feel like he'll ever retire. So this all gets very, very interesting. You can hear more about that on last night's episode of WWT Live. And speaking of that, Today's episode happens live on Twitch, 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central. Make sure you are checking that out. Big weekend on tap this weekend as, of course, SHW 41 takes place this Friday here in the Atlanta area. If you can get here for that, that's amazing. SHW 40 is now available on IWTV, so you can check that out and hear all the things that we had to say and see the amazing action that happened as a part of SHW 40. Last but not least, make sure you're checking out our merch Bet on you, which is available at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied. Another opportunity to tell the world why you are so valuable and that you're going to take the opportunity to cash in your money in the bank on you. If Liv Morgan can do it and become champion, so can you. Put your chips on you and bet on you. Get the t-shirt now at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfied. So tonight should be interesting. Another episode of Dynamite. Intrigued to see what will happen, including a title match, the AEW Interim World Championship on the line as John Moxley defends against a member of the House of Black. The winner of the Royal Rampage, which happened Friday night, two rings, pretty amazing night. Brody King is your winner of that. So he gets a title shot tonight. We'll be very interested to see what happens there. I also believe the TNT title. Title is on the line tonight. Wardlow challenges the TNT champion Scorpio Sky. So until next time, family, representing for my good brothers Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP, John Murray. My name is Gerard Bonner, and this is the faction. I lead my people. Here we go.